In the year 20XX, space fencer Jeremy Verkley and podcaster Kevin Weir must complete the astral blockade of the evil alien insects. You're thinking of a different kind of fencing. Welcome to our feature. Chestnuts oh, roasting right. on an open fire. I do love when we don't plan out how we're actually going to do this thing. So you just, so we just go in Jack opposite directions. Frost nipping at your nose. I was going to focus really hard on what we're doing this uh, this episode. Although it's been said many times, many ways. Sounds like you're going fuck a different direction. This damn snow. <laughs> okay, let's go with that. Oh uh, yeah, it's snowed. <laughs> We, I, on my podcast, I talk about the weather a lot, but it's because it actually is very interesting here in Calgary where it's snowed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got some snow last night, and we're supposed to get more. I mean, it still is snowing. Yeah, so, still yeah. snowing. You got your uh, you got your real serious dad sweater on. Yep. Yeah. The one, the collared sweaters. It's cozy. Yeah. It's a cozy sweater. Yeah, yeah. So you're, uh, you're keeping yourself warm. That's right. Nobody has winter tires on. So nope. So I'm sure, I'm sure the roads. I mean, unfortunately, the it's, roads are fine. It's, it's Saturday enough. Well, I know, but yeah. people lose their damn mind. I know. <laughs> like, it, like the the road doesn't have to be snowy. When there's snow around, people are like, "Oh man, I gotta go real fast, or the snow will get me." <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> or oh god, there's snow. I better go so slow because otherwise I'll slip. Uh, I better go real slow and just swerve into people to make sure that they are also going slow. Hey, you paying attention? Oh, you're that, going too fast. That was a test swerve. Hey, <laughs> yeah. did you? Did you? I I heard this on the radio. I don't know how many years ago, but it stuck with me for so long, Kevin. There was a guy in Ottawa who lost his driver's license, uh, and the reason why he lost his driver's license is that someone was following him too fast. Yeah. So he kept on like too not too fast, too close. Yeah. So he kept on slamming on his brakes. Yeah, the the quote unquote brake check. No, no, no. Bumper tag is what he called it. Oh, you'll the bumper tag. His bumper tag. The way I, And eventually, of course, somebody hit him. Yeah. And he was like, Well, they shouldn't have been following so close. It's their fault. And it was like, No, it's your fault for randomly slamming on your brakes in the middle of the road. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, the person shouldn't be following you following you so close. But you caused that accident. Yeah, one hundred percent. You you sought out to cause an accident. Yeah, which means that you didn't even cause an accident. You just caused a collision. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, man. To look at a situation where I would say I'll say both people are wrong. One person is more wrong. Yeah. Well, it's I think it's the perfect type of example of two wrongs do not make a right. <laughs> well, it's the they make they make a collision. <laughs> Um, two two wrongs make a pain. <laughs> two wrongs make some pain in the ring. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm the bumper tagger. <laughs> uh, this new wrestler is very weird. He drives a car into a ring, gives it to his opponent, then gets another car <laughs> and slams its brakes. <laughs> um, They're not even moving, but I guess that's his thing. That's right. You don't come too close, or you get the pain. No, his special move is he turns around and just slams his butt into them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I think is an actual special move from. Yeah, probably. Yeah, some sort of wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, we are not talking about cars or snow <laughs> or wrestlers or wrestlers. Like nothing we just talked about will come up. There's no the proud s- tradition of our intros <laughs> having nothing to do with what we're going to talk no about. No smooth transition. Instead, we'll have to bring all this comedy to a dead stop. That's right. And shift gears. Instead, we're doing our regular feature, the creature feature. A feature about creatures. That's right. Yeah. Um. And Kevin, I've been thinking about this. We did some flying shit. Yeah. We did some horse shit. <laughs> yeah. We always do some horse shit. We did some stone shit. Yeah. You know, we did, we did a lot of we stuff. Shit. I think we've done water shit. We've done some water shit. Yeah. So we just had some water hydras, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we had yeah, hydras. Yeah, we had hydras. I don't remember water. what we did last time. That was a month ago, man. Yeah, man. That's a long time ago. <laughs> I think Genies? I think it was yeah, Genies. Yeah, I think it was Genies. Yeah. Um, 
But you know what? We haven't done anything. Oh, yeah. Genies and the Wolves. We haven't. Yeah, and the Wolves. Yeah. 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 It's all coming back. Oh, God. <laughs> it's coming back to me. <laughs> Pull back, Kevin. Pull back. <laughs> Going into your memories too uh, deep. <laughs> we haven't really done any underground shit. Uh, no. No. N- nothing that's, like, predominantly underground. Yeah. We haven't done anything that, like, significantly changes the geography of the world. <laughs> I guess that's true. So, I sent you a message earlier with two underground things. Yeah, one being a big, massive thing, and one being a lot of small things. Exactly. And, and Kevin, I'd like you to share what we've chosen. Uh, I mean, do you want me to use your words? Underground fungus people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Underground fungus people, which surprisingly do pop up. Not surprisingly, I guess it's a thing, but they pop up actually in a lot of... Fictions. Fictions. Yeah. Uh, the one that a lot of people might know because it's D&D and D&D sort of like takes over the... Well, D&D is popular. It's popular. Yeah. Um, is myconoids. Yeah. Myconoids. Mananakanas. M- Michael... Uh, no, Ma- Matthew McConanoids. Hey, Macarena. Um. <laughs> the best thing about fungus is that the best part. I guess of I keep getting older, and it's fungus. Fungus in your cup. Um. Once again, going two different directions with jokes. <laughs> Sometimes I break from my mind and just listen to what you're doing, which I should be doing more. Honestly, we do a podcast. We together. do do a podcast together. Um. Yeah, so a couple things about, I guess we'll pull from the myconoids first. Yeah, we'll talk about the myconoids. We can use this as our base. One, yeah. they are subterranean. No, you know, surprise there. They are they're like damp places. Though fungus is not exclusively subterranean. It just is, I would say, mostly. Yeah. It, it thrives in the underground because it's wet, damp, dank. And mushrooms are real dank. Mushrooms are real they're dank. into that dankness. They're very dank. Yeah. Um... So a couple things. Subterranean. Two, they live in... <coughs> sorry. They live in social groups of about 20. All right. The, they, got, they got some good friends. They got some good, close friends. And they're pacifists, Kevin. I mean, that's sort of the common thing you see with, I'm going to say, most fungal things. Is they're not actively aggressive? Is that they always portray them as, like, pacifists or something like that? Yeah. Or some sort, some form of, like, non, non-combative? non Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, I guess, yeah, when you look at a mushroom, you're like, hmm, that doesn't seem like it's snap in a fight. Yeah. Someone said she just looked at a bunch of mushrooms and was like, you know what? I could probably fight a, fight a, a toadstool. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were playing, uh, they were playing mushroom, uh, not Mushroom Kingdom. Right, right Mario. now. Mario. Right now. Mario. Right now, these creatures seem pretty boring. Yeah. They live underground in small groups that don't really do anything <laughs> of much. But hold on, Kevin. All right. Because there's some crazy shit that these things do. Yes. So these myconoids have a dull subterranean existence. What do they do to get over it, Kevin? <laughs> drugs? Yes. Yeah. They do drugs. <laughs> they do so much drugs. They do so many drugs. They can call it whatever the hell they want. It's, it's drugs. drugs. <laughs> so basically, and in D&D, they believe this is the reason for their existence. They all get together. They all release spores. Some meld. Yeah, some of them are, like, telekinetic spores, so they're all bound together. Some of them are hallucinatory spores. Yeah. And they basically have a shared movie hallucination. <laughs> yep. And they it's they believe it's their path to enlightenment. Of the gods that they're just like, hey, you know what sucks? Living here. <laughs> you know what doesn't suck? These drugs that our bodies produce. <laughs> Yo, come down, live with the mic and noise, take some drugs. We will become divine by getting high. Whoa. Now, that is not an uncommon thing throughout, like, human history. Like, drugs have been used, like, hallucinogens have been used yeah. to uh, to simulate, like, possibilities of, uh, you know, ascension. Of well, you know, a spirit journey or something else like that. Yeah. Um, the, no, this is the whole thing. This is the whole, this is all, this is their entire deal. Literally in the monster manual, it says they believe uh, apothesis is possible. Which, if you don't know what that word means, it means becoming a god. Yeah, they believe that, that they can do enough of, they can... If they can they use do their, they can, enough of these drugs, they can get high on their own supply, their own supply being the spores that are coming out of their own body. Yeah, in a group, and it will make them divine. For some reason, that is weirder to me. The idea that they don't just, like, do drugs is that they are drugs. Yeah. Like, they yeah. release 
drugs that they do. It'll be it'll be the equivalent of a human being just like you know you're shedding. You know you know how like our skin like we get skin flake like yeah it's, yeah it's taking that and then snorting it again super high yeah that is the equivalent. You are the drug. Yeah you you are the high drug. on life man. <laughs> Mothers against you are the drug. Yeah. Um. <coughs> now there's a couple stipulations we have to make with these, these dare to, spores. <laughs> dare to not be a drug. Because here's here guess what? They don't work the same way on other creatures. I'm so the rapport spores do, the ones that allow telekinesis. Yes. Do. Yeah. They have ones that they can allow telekinesis so they can speak to other species. Yeah. But they also have ones that are like sedatives. Yep. Yeah. And they also have ones Paralytics. That, yeah. Yeah. They also have ones that are paralytics. They also have ones that reanimate the dead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Into <laughs> spore slaves. Yep. Which, it's not clear what they use those for. Mm, labor. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's using this. <laughs> they're not fungus. They're just meat. They're yeah. stupid meat. They're stupid meat. Not good fungus Can't like become divine by getting high. <laughs> uh, I did some looking up as well okay. for this about the biology of, of myconids. Okay. So, they are, so like they're, they're about the size of a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, but the biggest one is in charge. The biggest one is in charge. Well, because it's the oldest one as well. Yeah, like like they just keep growing as they age. Yeah. Okay, uh, hold on for one second. I know you're going to get to your thing, but can yeah. you imagine if that giant fungus underneath California was alive? I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and, would be. And releasing spores, <laughs> just drugs everywhere. Drugs everywhere. Just falling asleep. But before, anyways, continue. Unfortunately, they are pacifists. Um, yeah. However, like the the mechanism, you know, move around and all those things. Uh, they are about the size of a person. They only weigh about 30 to 40 pounds. Yeah, because mushrooms are not very dense. No, but they do have like a stre- – they do have a bone structure. Mm. It's very close to their skin mm. and is like weird and metallic feeling. Weird. Yeah. So they have like like vein bones essentially. Okay. That's, that's the only thing I could take from the bones are close to their skin. Okay. Is that they're like vein bones. So it's like – a carapace just under the skin. Yeah. Yeah, an endo-exoskeleton, if you will. Oh, an endoskeleton. An endoskeleton. Yeah. It's for the inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like an external exoskeleton. Yeah. It's for your outside. Um, do you have anything you want to add to these uh, myconoids? To those myconoids? I mean, it wasn't there. They do pop up in other uh, other properties. Yeah, yeah. So do you want anything you want to draw from other properties? Um, I can tell you the one we should, we can just ignore. <laughs> okay. What's one we can ignore? Uh, and you know, uh, you know, Warhammer 40 K. Uh, yes. Do you know I the do. orcs? Uh, no. Do you know, well, do you know orcs? I do know. Orcs. So these are orcs with a K. They are also fungus. Oh, I, I see. Yeah. They are fungus in this world. They are, they are described as part fungus, hmm. but like, so they're just, Asexual, just like, and they do the same thing where they release spores. That's how more orcs appear. Okay. Um, there's not much about them that really goes off of that. They have like a a gestalt psychic field that in inha- that informs their technology. Like this actually might be something we do as a topic in something else. Yeah. But they have the ability to when they make something mm-hmm. like a a mech or a gun or anything like that. The reason it works is because they are latent, like, incredibly powerful, but, like, unaware that they're psychic. Okay. That allows their machinery to work. So because they believe it works, it it works. works. Okay. It is the equivalent of that if they painted flames on the side of their car and said it makes it go faster, it it makes it go faster. (laughs) Uh, and that is like they, they say. They say the yeah, thing, that that we can't we can't include no, that in this. That is, That's a different thing. That has nothing to do with that. They say yeah. in the, they say that they open up like their guns at one point, and it's yeah. literally just like a box full of bolts, and they're like, "This should have fire bullets." <laughs> <laughs> it's just that they're not smart enough to realize it shouldn't work. Yeah. So they believe that it works, and their psychic ability makes it work. Okay. Uh, I don't think there's anything to do with the fungus. Yeah, I don't. All I the don't fungus think so now they are portrayed though as 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 like. More of an invasive fungus, I guess. Like yeah. they are, they are viciously. Um, They're the plant that takes over ants. Yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah, no. Yeah. They, they they just like because the, the problem is that they land on a planet and then just them existing releases spores. Yeah. Then on death they release a whole bunch of spores. Yeah. So it is that even if they they come and you know you kill them all, more will just pop up. Yeah, eventually. it's still a problem. It's still a problem, and like, yeah. essentially once the, once the orcs are on your planet, 
plant's pretty much done. This this does remind me of an important thing for us to say about the myconoids yeah. from D and D, and that is that they are very careful about their reproductive. Spores. Yeah, they they are they are they are apparently just like no, we don't want to take over. Yeah, they're like overpopulation is a real problem, and we're not going to contribute to it. <laughs> but. We live, I don't think for them, because I'm pretty sure they just survive like fungus do, so they don't have a whole lot of, like, nutrients they need to put in. They don't eat things. Yeah. Uh, they just eat themselves. They're spores. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then there's also Stellaris, which is, uh, like, it's kind of like civilization in space. Uh, yeah. But it has uh, a bunch of different races. Okay. Species. Um, and... Like, they have ones that are, like, you know, lizards and crustaceans and cephalopods. Bat people. Yeah, m- mammalians. Um, yeah. They have an otter people. They have a few, like, um, essentially, you, you, when you start the game that, you can make your empire based on any of those things. Yeah. Um, but you... Uh, there are some pre-based empires. Okay. There's two fungus ones in that. There's the jet scan collective or something like that okay um and they they do appear very a lot like the um the myconoids with uh with a little bit of an exception um the i think because it's supposed to be that it's space i don't think light though i mean it doesn't say light doesn't do a lot to them it's just maybe maybe their planet's very dim and they're yeah oh, no, they live on a cold planet so yeah i guess that maybe that works they don't have as much like worry about the sun yeah uh but they 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 rather their bodies than being like essentially one fungus. It's the that is they're a collection of fungus, mm. um, and they just keep growing forever. And like the 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 oldest ones, the biggest ones are like kilometers lot big. Yeah, like they just they just are in the planet, but they're conscious and alive. And those are like. You know, those are the ones who are in charge. Those are the big boys. Those are the big boys. And then the, yeah. the, the smaller ones are the ones who, like, fly the starships and things like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, So that seems very much in line with the uh, Mycanoids. They're also, uh, like, fanatically pacifist. Mm. So <laughs> that seems, once again... <laughs> fanatically pacifist. That they, they have... In the game, they have, like... Fanatical is just a addendum to other qualities. Yeah. So you can be, like, fanatically... Uh, xenophobe or mm-hmm. fanatically mm-hmm. Uh, preser- or fanat- fanatically egalitarian. Yeah, um, they're fanatically pacifist. Uh, there's the other uh, <laughs> fungus, which I'm which... guessing is completely the opposite. No, they're, <laughs> they're not going to be the opposite. They're called the Blorg. Okay, um, they are definitely a fungus, but yeah. their history is that essentially the Blorg lived on Blorg. Uh, <laughs> okay. And they're just like very deep. They just lived in the jungles of Blorg. Yeah, deep and then, Blorg. And then eventually they got um they got uh like transmissions from other planets. Yeah. And what they got was just pop culture. They got songs and movies and TV shows. And they're like, oh man, these guys are awesome. Let's go to <laughs> space and meet all of them. Yeah. So there's these super hard partying fungus who essentially just want to meet other aliens and party with them. I see. I see. <laughs> I don't think we can take much from either of those well, because, I, because I think a lot of well, what makes them special is the spacefaring. Well, thing. I no, no. I think. Well, I think the things that they help us clarify things about yeah. the myconoids. Yeah. Or about, I think we used to keep using the term myconoids. Um, I think it helps clarify things by that. The piece is very, very important. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone we can really use that doesn't that aren't like the blog are also peaceful. Yeah. Like these are all peaceful things. Um, I think the idea that they that they will just keep growing to like intense sizes is important. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think that necessarily means like the their population control is as intense as intense yeah. as like I think that is more of a societal thing that will come up. Yep. Uh, and every so often you'll get the ones that are just party my who party myconoids. Party boys. I really want the Blorg in there. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I'm sure we'll sneak them in somehow. Uh, there's a couple things we have to talk about about the world. Yeah. Because in order for the Myconoids to exist, there needs to be subterranean caves. There needs to be... I mean, yeah, there's subterranean caves in our world. I feel like they need to be more present. Um, I don't think they're necessarily unpresent like, I don't think in our world. I know, but like, for instance, if you and I go to the Rocky Mountains, yeah. finding a cave that goes deep is difficult. Yeah. 
Right? You, you think you think that it, there should be it should be a lot easier and there should be a lot more. I, I think instead of it being like, okay, Kevin, we're gonna go to the mountains and look for a cave, and maybe in like two months we'll be able to find one. I think it should be, hey, Kevin, let's go out to the mountains and look for a cave, and after like a week we might find one. So, re- so really, what you mean is net not necessarily that the subterranean should be more is that there should just be more openings to the surface. Yeah, because yeah. like yeah, the Earth is is like weaved with just holes and rocks and yeah, things such as you might that. say it's cavernous yeah <laughs> uh but what you want is more breaches and I, I also think that because there's living things down there they're going to create pathways to the different but why why would they want to come to the surface no 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 not to the surface to other underground pockets no i understand that but i mean but why would but then why would there be more breaches in the surface i just think there are kevin <laughs> Okay, but I feel like my job here is to challenge you and be like, why? Just come up with a bullshit reason. I'll probably accept it, but... Well, I think I think the world is more interesting if we allow for more intersections between the Mykonoids and the humans. I don't care about interesting. I care about logical and factual in our fantasy world. <laughs> well, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> if it doesn't make sense with science, why would you write about it? <laughs> mm, I see. You're one of those writers. Mm. Yeah, the gods fall because they ran out of fuel. We only reference that at the end of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Okay, so there's just more holes in the world. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that also means I figured it it just at at a certain point as a relationship grows with them, people are just like, yeah, let's dig a hole. (laughs) We know there's people down there. Let's dig a hole, talk with our mushroom friends. (laughs) Ah, yes, PBS. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Now, because they're pacifist, yeah. Because humans are fearful. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of myconoid death in the beginning. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. On the bright side, they're so easy for them to populate. Yeah, that's true. Like they just release spore spores, and there's. So I don't think we have to worry about myconoids being extinct at any point in our fictional history. No, I don't think so either. In fact, I think that humans attack them. And then, you know, there are survivors because yeah. they're spore growths. Yeah. And humans aren't going to kill the small ones that, like, are just sitting there. Well, because they would just be like, well, that's a mushroom. <laughs> oh, that's just a mushroom. <laughs> that's just a mushroom. So eventually, they're just going to release, per- like, paralysis spores on site. Yeah, I think I think the thing that will, <laughs> that, that I believe that will happen is because the, the, the thing that tends to, the reason why, like, these ongoing conflicts keep being so bloody is that usually one side attacks, the other side counterattacks, and they keep on doing that because that's how you survive and how yeah. you're going. Because the Mykonoids can literally just keep surviving by just, like, being unable to. Yeah. Like, then, and because I think it is ingrained in them to be pacifists, means yeah. they're not going to have the, they're going to be doing the paralysis and things like that. I do think they'll reach a point where people will just be like, you notice that they haven't been actually, like, doing anything to us? Hey, you notice that they don't do shit? Yeah. Like, we come after them. And you're like, did you see Greg? Like, he charged them, and he just fell over. Yeah. He's, like, he's fine. He's then, alive. They're, and then they're like, take him back. <laughs> and then they rolled him back over to us. <laughs> and then he got up and charged them again, because Greg has anger issues. <laughs> I do, like, I mean, yes. It would de- definitely, you know, from... I, and also, like, our... our the human evolution has been to be above ground where predators are. Yeah. Meanwhile, the myconoids are underground was where they're pretty much like, not only are they the top of the food chain, they're the only food chain. I mean, there's like, some glow worms. Yeah. It was a flat line. <laughs> <laughs> like up here is a chain of things linking me. Oh, this eats this and we eat that. Yeah. And they, that underground is just like, we do drugs. <laughs> well, well also like humans generally fight over land resources and knowledge. And myconoids can make their own drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. The myconoids have nothing that the humans want. Like, literally nothing. No. They have, I mean, Like, I, the biggest conflicts will be humans being like, there's metal in this cave that I want. Yeah. And the be, myconoids will be like, okay, bye. <laughs> okay, sure. Sure. We'll just be over here. Be in hey, myconoids. Hey, did you see all the myconoids leave? Like, they were just hanging out and they just left. I'm just feeling like we should probably maybe leave, too, if they left. <laughs> They're and more in tune so, with the Earth. The superintendent being like, what the fuck do you mean? Just 
go mine the places that they were. Now we can go there. And they're like, yeah, but generally, like, you know, they live underground. They're going to know it better than us. Frank Slide. That's exactly what I was thinking as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Frank Slide was, was you know, pre, yeah. pre, pre, pre-sipated? Before the Frank Slide, uh, the, all the Mike and Oi just sort of left. Yeah. So when you go to the, the Frank Side Interpretive Center, they're like, well, on this day, the Mykonoids left. Nobody heeded their warnings, though. <laughs> the Franks- though they telepathically bonded with everybody and said, that mountain is going to fall. The, the Frank Side will be even more just like a indication of the hubris of man. <laughs> yes. Oh, you see, everyone said the mountain was unstable, but no one believed them, but they were... <laughs> Because why? Why would they believe that? How could the Mykonoids tell the future? I mean, I'm talking about real life when they're like, ah, oh, they always said the mountain was unstable, but we were like, nah. <laughs> but we were like, there's metal in there. <laughs> and there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough to do anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of... I have, there's a lot of snark around the freak slide. I mean, especially for us. Yeah. Um, a lot of people died, though. Yeah. 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 But not the Mykonoids. Nope, they were no. fine. I guess I guess they're good with that. And so I, I guess the question is, is that, because usually what we talk about is how this world is different for humans. Yeah. But how is this world different for everything other than humans? Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's so weird because the Mykonoids, like, they, like, they insert themselves very seamless because they have such a low impact. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, there are lots of creatures that use caves. Yes. Right? Like bears for hibernation, wolf dens. Like, I feel like there would be, because there's more openings, there's more creatures like that. And it's not a problem for the myconoids because they can just, like, walk in. Paralyze. <laughs> paralyze them and keep on walking. Like, yeah. And also, the other ones would do anything to them because a bear doesn't want to eat a mushroom. I mean, some bears would eat a mushroom. I guess some bears would bears, eat a mushroom. Bears are omnivores. Bears are omnivores. So wolves don't want to eat mushrooms. Wolves don't eat, don't want to eat mushrooms. No, though. no, no, no. So I mean, the wolves and them would just be like, okay, uh, sure, 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 sure. The wolves sure. would growl at them because they'd be like something moving nearby. Yeah, they'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" But they, they wouldn't like try to they, hunt them down. Well, and you know, they wouldn't disappear like a genie. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No, myconoids do not fear. Well, no. Do they have any sort of weaknesses? Does it say in there? Um, let we- me check their stat blocks. Resistances or immunities. Um, they're immune to poison. That makes sense. They are mushrooms. They cannot be blinded. <laughs> they don't. Have, well, they don't have eyes. Yep. Uh, what, charmed, what? frightened, paralyzed. Yeah. Do they have um uh blind sense? Like, what's their sights? Uh, dark vision. Is what they have. Okay. But Accord- they can't be blinded. This, cannot be blinded. They don't have any... They don't have, like, blindsight or anything like that? Uh, s- nope. Just immune to blindness. I feel like I could blind us. I'm just saying this right now. I feel like I could blind one. Oh, no. That means their entire bodies are eyes. They have blindsight, yeah. Oh, they do have blindsight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, probably something to do with their spores. Yeah. Mmm. Spore, spore sight because the other option was that they could just grow eyes anywhere on their body <laughs> yeah that's the reason why they like can't be they blinded. have some sort of perception that is not pupil based <laughs> sort of non-pupus uh and the pupus is not how they see mm. the pupae mm. uh, the pewdiepie um, different yeah so does that mean, Kevin, that animals and myconoids are more likely to form symbiotic relationships? Um, you're you're are you trying to figure out if 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 a if a if a myconoid would have a doggo? I mean, sometimes pet yeah, but I mean it might also just be a thing where like, you know, a pack of I guess wolves cuz we'll stick on the wolves figures out <coughs> that if they go into like the myconoid encampment, they can get spores on them that'll cause rabbits to freak out. Like, you know, is is that sort of thing more possible? The the thing that I'm thinking is that the reason that there are those sort of like relation relationships, yeah, essentially those things happen, is because we need them or something. Like for humans, dogs were uh, like they assisted in hunting. Yeah, uh, they. 
in some places they pulled sleds like there were we had uses for dogs and then the companionship came out of that yeah if there's anything about myconoids they don't crave companionship no they just crave drugs they call they crave as drugs and their mind meld and they yeah where so, they can become divine i'm assuming that like they're if i imagine what a mukano would do is the thing what they would do is that if like a person or a sentient being came in that they could that they could like get the brain of yeah or, and like essentially bring into the meld they'd be cool with that yeah that'd be a different person bringing in their own stories from above yeah that's, that's the thing is that they are so bored <laughs> they're so incredibly bored it's true they are once humanity introduces netflix and entertainment to myconoids yeah like I think that is the point where myconoids and humanity start really, like, bonding together as one, is once we're like, hey. Really? You think you, that's the point? You because ever seen, you ever seen I, Vaudeville? I, I think there's another point that they come together. But we'll talk about it after commercial. This week's episode of The Third Space is brought to you by the color green. Do you know what green is? Well, the grass is green. Is this, like, for kids? No, what else is green? Trees can be green. Oh, no, no. We can't do one for kids. We and can't don't make... forget your favorite herb, that dank Mary Jane. Okay, we're going in a different direction now. No, what else can be green? Slime. Okay, no, back to kids again. Uh, I don't know what's happening here. But when do you think that it will be that humans and them might have a... Well, as soon as pharmaceuticals are invented, Kevin. <laughs> now, if we know one thing about these myconoids, it's that their spores are drugs. Y- yes, but they're, they seem specifically hallucinogens. <laughs> yes, but, like, think about the way pharmaceuticals developed in the real world, right? Yeah. Like, penicillin is a mold. Yeah. So there's no reason that they couldn't take these spores and distill something else out of them. And because you can form a telepathic bond with the myconoids, you can be like, hey, this is a big problem for us up there. Can you guys just make a bunch of those sleep spores so that people can sleep? Like, it's easy to go down and be like, what do you want? Oh, here's a jack-in-the-box. And they'll be like, oh, my God. So so essentially the trade becomes from them we get, like, medicine and things like that. Yeah. And they just get cool stories. Yes. I mean, they... Or they get entertainment. So, well, like, toys, games, well, no, he's, movies, I, I don't think, music. No, no, I don't think... I don't think toys are the thing that they want. What they want is experiences. That's why they do drugs. Yeah, that's true. Like, the, 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 the reason... The, the, it says in there that the reason that they do drugs is because it's it's so dull underground. The drugs allow them to essentially, like, hallucinate what it might be not underground. <laughs> yeah. So what they would want is they would want people to come down, meld with them, and yeah. get their stories into the, the... The melding doesn't con- work with other other species. I don't think it says that it doesn't. It's just it's just a. a I mean, sport yes, thing. but looking at their abilities, there's no hallucinatory abilities that affect other creatures. Um, but I think that's more of just because that's I'm just, I'm just going off can, the blocks. Man. But it's, but those blocks are based on what really what you can do in combat. Like you you, you that's do not true because there are spells that are hallucinatory. In in into the abyss, you can meet myconoids that can force you to dance. Okay. Yes. Like the the thing is that dance magic dance, um, I mean dance forever. <laughs> yes, oh. like you can. They they have the ability to do those other things. Okay, like and I and I think because their other spores can affect themselves and you. I don't think there's anything saying that that you because it's it, the melody is just a psychic link where everyone does drugs together. So yeah. they have shared hallucinations. Yeah. I'm sure they can make you hallucinate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I just don't... I just don't... I just think that... Because like, what can that be in combat other than, like, an instant knocks someone out of combat? It probably just takes a little bit. It's like a drug. It takes a while. You can dose someone, but it won't happen immediately. It's got to kick in. It's got to kick in. <laughs> like, Whoa, slow down there. But I don't feel anything. Oh, you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and I think that's really what... At the beginning, they would want is just people to come down, yeah, join in the meld. They they get their like outer well, world here's, thoughts. Here's the question, mm-hmm. because uh, this doesn't really have anything to do with pacifism or not, yeah. Um, but would they be in the beginning interested 
in the minds of other creatures. Uh, I mean, right? Like, because even if they are pacifists, yeah, they are not welcome. They enjoy their groupings, yeah, but that's them. No, no, they can I, understand them, right? This is a strange creature coming down. They they can form a telepathic bond with, but the human's gonna be like, "Yo, dog, I'm here for this sweet ass copper," and they'll be like, "Okay." No, it's over there. No, no, I'm I'm also thinking that's the first thing that they're like, oh, yes, please tell us your stories. I think what it is that when we come down for the, like, the trade. Yeah. Like, there's one thing that we learn about these Mykonoids that that really, they're bored. Yeah. (laughs) They're bored of living underground. I guess, yeah. So they would be asking for entertainment. And I think think it definitely would have to come out of, like, like, probably what would happen is that someone would eventually have to go to the Mykonoids and actually be like, hey, how about I hang out here for a little bit? We try to figure out stuff about each other. Like, hello, I'm a representative for Corp Can. <laughs> I mean, I don't think... I'm the- here to create a trade deal with you. I've got this contract right here. We just have to figure out what works for both parties. I mean, let's be very clear. The first one to do this will not be a Corp person. It'll and be I'm so- not leaving until you <laughs> sign the contract. No, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be some... What are these strange shapes in my head? Now, if there's anything we learned from history, the first person to do this is just going to be some explorer who's like, yes, I will talk with them. Yeah. Uh, who's going to be like, yes, I will learn their language. Their <laughs> language will... is apparently my language as well. <laughs> I will learn their ways. <laughs> Here we see the Myconoids and their daily routine. They're yeah. standing, filtering nutrients out of the air. It appears they're also expelling some sort of spore. <laughs> Now, I've asked to be included in the sporing. They've assured me that it is not harmful and seem very excited. (laughs) Oh, God, what's happening? Currently, I can hear all their thoughts, all of them at once. The the universe is opening to me. Oh, I need to sit down for a little bit here. (laughs) I can see a kaleidoscope in the stars. (laughs) Fetus, space baby. Yeah. Space fetus. I see a, I see a I space see fetus. I see a black monolith surrounded by ape men. <laughs> oh, I'm watching 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm, it appears they've reached into my memories. <laughs> what, I, what I did is I brought down the kaleidoscope scene from 2001 A Space Odyssey. A scene that is three hours long. <laughs> As far as I know, I mean, being what, the man who fell asleep during it and have no concept for how long that fucking scene one is. Of my, one of my favorite stories is like that you still don't know how long that is. I don't know how long that scene is. All I know is I fell asleep during it twice. Yeah, you, I went to sleep, the best, woke up, it was happening, went the to sleep again, part, woke up, it was part, still going on. The second time is you were like, Jeremy, how long has it been? And I was like, too long. <laughs> I've never gone back to watch that movie again. I don't plan on it. No, why would you? No. And if I did, I would stop before that scene. I'd yeah. reach the part where he finally, like, dismantles Hal. Hal does the, you know, singing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, singing the song. And then I'd be like, all right, cool, done. <laughs> this movie's finished. This movie's done. <laughs> <laughs> I would also start, start after the monkey part. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the but then you, then you would miss the... Bum, 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 It's true. I would miss that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's before this we're talking about. Yeah, and I don't think they can necess- they necessarily... I mean, no, they can direct their spores, or is it an area of effect? These actually might be worth going there. Does it say they target a person, or is it an area of effect? Let me check. Because this is actually a warning, because it depends on if they can, like control it a 10 foot radius from the myconoid nope so they just expel it in an area yes yeah so that actually is important because it means that if you are just around them while they're expelling yeah uh, it looks like the maximum distance is 30 feet yeah but yeah so it essentially means that like if you are just in the area while they're expelling spores you are going to get high yeah or para i mean they probably don't explore the paralyzed ones but like say or the telekinesis like if you're just, I mean, I feel like the telekinesis ones are just kind sorry, of plethy. always going plethy. there. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> different. <laughs> the telekinesis ones. Whom, rocks go flying. <laughs> oh, my God. It's 11. Uh, <laughs> no, the telepathy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. So so you there are people who just, like, are wandering down. They get caught in, like, a cloud of yeah. 
hallucinogens. Especially, like, that is because that is the idea there that in that game you have to figure out a thing to go. Yeah. Like, like a distance, a thing, a thing where it here's, works in. Here's the thing, though. Well, no, no, hang on. Because that means that if they explore these spores and then they get caught in, like, 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 because underground, like, if it closes the surface, it's going to be wind flows. Like, yeah. Suction, essentially. Yeah. Um, those spores are just come puffing out of a... It's true. Of, like, it's true. somewhere, because they are still spores. Yeah. They act like spores do. Yeah. Um, here's my question. Yeah. I think the reason why the myconoids like bonding together and then all getting high together is because they are pacifist. Yeah. So any hallucinations they have are going to be non-aggressive. No, yeah. Right? Like, it's so ingrained in them. But if a human comes down, like, I think if another species, like a myconoid, who is completely different in terms of biological function than a mammal is, yeah, were to invite a human to their group hallucination, yeah, right? And, like, all of a sudden, like, human sex starts happening, I think that's <laughs> a bad time for them. <laughs> I mean... A bad time or just a confusing time. Yeah, like, or, you know, because, like, humans have, like, sex dreams. Humans have, like, like night crazy-ass nightmare dreams. Like, no. Jerry, do, you, do you think bringing that different perspective would be something they wanted or it's, not? It's funny how you're going from that direction. I'm going from the direction of, like, you, once again, sharing this thing with them. You're also getting, like, pretty alien thoughts into That's your true. own head. That's you're get, true. You are getting the thoughts of mushrooms. Of, yeah. The dreams of mushrooms mm. into your head. No, I here's the thing. I don't I think the meld thing is probably very like I think once you once they put a human in their meld or any other yeah. thing in their meld, yeah. it is a very bizarre experience for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a thing they do super commonly. Yeah. I think it's something they're like, okay, maybe we want to try to get some more like new things into our like collective consciousness. Because we want to ascend. We want to ascend into being God. <laughs> tell tell you what, bring us your children. They are less fucked up than you. <laughs> but even like a human child would be so alien yeah, to a would. fungus. It would, but and that would. and that child would be would be terrified. Yeah, it would one hundred percent. Like getting getting the he, tell you what, we'll give you all the drugs you want if you let us scar your children. <laughs> if you let us drug your children, yeah. Because <laughs> remember, the children still get drugged, and also like. The Myconoids would not have any problem with that because obviously they do this with their kids. It's the path to being a god. Well, also, I don't think Myconoids have, like, as much of a concept of, like, adolescent or anything like that. I think it's like, you are born, you are a Myconoid, you are... Yeah. Like, yeah, you're a different size, but you are... Like, like I don't think they have a concept of adult. They have the concept of Myconoid and Sovereign. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, okay, well, you're in charge. The rest of us are just you know, the community. You know what I just realized? Yeah. Because they believe that by experiencing these shared hallucinations, they can become gods. Yeah. There would 100% be crusades against myconoids. Yes, you, yes yeah. you'd have, you definitely have that problem. <laughs> yeah. Once, once, uh, once, like, once that reaches the church and they're like, what, these fungus people think they can become gods? Heresy. Heresy. Blasphemy. Kill all of them. Then God will like us more. <laughs> Templars and paladins, go kill those mushroom fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Then the paladins come back and be like, I saw the inside of my brain. <laughs> Honestly, I think, I think the thing is that... <laughs> Okay, so in this is going to go into a lot, a lot of like weird science stuff here. In not science stuff, a lot of like stat stuff here. So in D and D, the people who are who are being affected by these most are heroes, yeah. which means they are like 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 a, a human being in our world is supposed to be like level zero, yeah. Like level one is an impressive person, yeah. I don't think a level one exists in our world because no. it involves a bunch of stuff, yeah. Which means which means, like, like because you're talking about, like, oh, saving throws against their effects. Yeah. I don't think any human being could have the possibility of getting some of it. Like, I think there's a very small chance you can get, you can survive. Not I, survive. Well, I feel like you like, could hold your breath, maybe. That's true. You can hold your breath. You can hold your breath for um, a time. Which means, I think it is worth mentioning, even though we talk about myconoids being, like, you know, killed a whole bunch. I think they're actually very good at just being like, well, paralyzed, we'll be on our way. Yeah. <laughs> they live underground. There's no... Like, light there, but they can see in the dark. Greg, you really got to stop running in there. One day I'll be immune to their tricks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. such, there will be a bloodbath. Just, or, uh, uh, 
goo yeah. bath. There will be a broth bath. <laughs> some some mushroom broth. Yeah. Uh, at what point do humans stop eating mushrooms? Uh, I don't think they do. Because it's the type of thing where it's like, okay, these are sentient, but these are not. Okay. And mushrooms are freaking everywhere, man. I know. But, like, the it's it's the sort of thing that's... It's, it's hard to, to judge how people's, like... like I think there's mo- definitely like moral some people... Food thing. There's some people who will be like, no, I don't eat mushrooms because... It's way too close to that living thing yeah. I saw the other day. It's way too close to, like, you know, I go into the cave near my house... And, and I like, see Florar. <laughs> I see Florar, and we have some shared hallucinations. He's my best friend. I don't want to eat, like, a biological cousin to him. I think it's the same as, like, some, like, there are cultures that eat monkeys, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, I just wanted to make sure. I, well, I was trying to figure out if that was something that, I mean, I guess not everyone believes that we, I mean, it's apes. Yeah. But, like, yeah. So yeah, no, I guess we will still still eat mushrooms. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's just another thing where some people are like, "This doesn't feel right." To this me. feels weird. Yeah, and they're like, "No, that's not sentient. It's fine." Yeah, it was like, it's like it's part of you. Yeah, it's like I'm eating a bit of you. Mm, I feel uncomfortable with this. Well, if you don't want to cause harm to another living thing, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Fungus, not even in the same kingdom as us. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are so different from what we are. You know what the natural um enemies are? Pigs. Uh, <laughs> uh yes, the truffle myconoids. Yeah. <laughs> uh of France. Well, pigs are very resistant against parasites and spores and stuff. Oh so. yeah, no, pigs yeah, pigs pigs would fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> Release the pig cavalry. These heretics believe that they can become gods through their spores. Well, give them the pigs. Well, give him the oh, pigs. Oh, man, this world will have war pigs. Yeah, war pigs. Because during the Crusades, they would have been like, oh, pigs are very like yeah. resilient to and we can all train their them. effects. <laughs> so we shall train hogs. We shall train these hogs. Just massive, like, war hogs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they just send underground. Yeah. Go and feast upon them. <laughs> and then the myconoids are like, I hear oinks coming. <laughs> what a strange experience we are having here. Let's leave. I mean, if you catch them in the middle of their meld, yeah, that'll be the that'll be the the you know they'll be at most at risk because they're not paying attention. Yep, it's just so high. Eventually, those pigs will succumb to getting high, though. Eventually, yeah. But, I mean, if they just, like, charge in there start eating some mushrooms, then, yeah, then yeah. eventually they'll get high. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, these are the Crusades. They don't care about those pigs. Put down the pigs. They've served their purpose. <laughs> you. Oh, but look, this one's having a happy dream. <laughs> Can we eat them? You want to eat these drug pigs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're great. It's a delicacy. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's one. It's one of those like really dark delicacies, like with the people who eat the like the full birds. You have to put a yeah. <laughs> ah, we put a sheet overhead for God is omnipotent, but He won't see through the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> God sees everything, but not a sheet though. God sees all and knows all, but if I put this sheet up, I can doesn't eat, mind. I can eat this bird. <laughs> cool. <laughs> got a scrub to get the demons out um <laughs> yeah no the crusades will be a bad time for the for the myconoids i feel like it it's generally bad for the myconoids to be around humans because humans are dicks yeah es- especially like as soon as humans perceive an un like a presence of the other whether that's like someone with a different color skin or different uh traditions or even just a different village Right? You are not like me. All of a sudden, humans become very much like... Well, very tribalistic. Yeah, very yeah. tribalistic. Um, and, and that usually means a bad time for the other person. Though, though once again, the Mycenaeans have the benefit of having, like, perfect defense. Yeah. They live in a place that we are at an utmost disadvantage in. <laughs> yeah, we can't see shit. They, they, inc- they, can, they can populate very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I think it takes them a while to grow, yeah. they can populate super fast. Yeah. Um, they have all these like paralysis and hallucination. Like, like they, they. What have... I'm saying is, do they go to the deep parts and only come up like sparingly? 
Because um, I, I feel like that's what would happen. I mean, I think it would depend, like, where in the world... Um, is Carmen Sandiego. Yeah, I think it would depend where she is, okay. you know, the, yeah. the, the, the Mykonoid <laughs> queen. Yeah. Uh, I think it would also depend on, like, the kind, like the places and the kind of people who are um, around there. Like, essentially, it depends when in human history... Yeah, I guess when and where they show up. Yeah, when in human history, humans interact with them. Yeah. Um. Because I do think humans progress to a point that we're better at in, at like interacting with people who are different. Yeah. Um, once a lot of tribalism has like died down out of um, our social consciousness. Well, I mean, there's there's a period in between tribalism and nationalism that yeah. I think would work. <laughs> oh, there's got to get in that it's a sweet narrow spot. narrow window. Yeah, there's an <laughs> there's a narrow window between tribalism. And nationalism. We'll call it 1994. <laughs> Somebody was. <laughs> oh wait, that'd be like 2002 then. Uh, um, it was. It was when Smash Mouth released All Star. <laughs> On the week that Smash Mouth released All Star, that was Human Enlightenment. Everybody, that, that was it. That was the moment of Human Enlightenment. That was the high point. That was when we when, when tribalism fell away, and before nationalism started the next week. That's when nationalism started, 2002, yeah, well, yeah, not 19, yeah, not 19, like 30. Definitely not all the causes of the world war is nationalism. <laughs> Definitely not. But that's that's when new nationalism started. That was actually still tribalism. We called it nationalism, but it was tribalism. Sure. But that, that ended in 2002. I think also released in 2002, whenever All-Star released. I think it's 1994, actually. No. Yeah, I think so. All-Star didn't... You think oh, no, you're right. Not, you not, think Smash you're Mouth right, you're was right. active at the yeah. same time Deep Blue Something was? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay. I guess you're finishing up this podcast yourself. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> no. No, it was like... it's It, was, it, was, it, was, it might have been 1999. I'm pretty sure it was 2000 because it came out around the same time. 1999. No, wait, what? That's by a different band. What? 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 No, nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Uh so yeah, in nineteen ninety nine, right before uh Y two K. Yeah. Uh when there nationalism was, struck the when planet. nationalism struck the world. Uh, that was Y two K was about, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but right after tribalism ended, uh All Star was released and we found peace with and if we met if you met the Myconoids in that Week everything would be fine. Everything was fine. Yeah, because you you had initiated contact and made that made that good interaction with them. Otherwise, there was a broth bath. <laughs> Otherwise, there was a broth bath. Yeah, because <laughs> the insides of myconoids are broth. Sure, they have their vein bones and their broth. Yeah. Once again, so foreign from <laughs> us as a th- lizard people would be closer to us than fungus people. One hundred percent, they would be. I would not want to do an hallucination thing with these things just because, like, the brain would be so different. I mean, yeah, their brain would be wired completely different. It would it would be the insanity of, like, of it, – it would be dreaming in, like, not even just a different language. It would be dreaming in a different concept Kevin, of – imagine you're a mushroom. Yeah. Then you're imagining that you're a mushroom that's dreaming. Then imagine that you're a mushroom that's tripping balls. <laughs> Like, there's so many levels <laughs> yeah. that you have to go down. Because the idea of the melt is they all kind of become one. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you are... Yeah, I guess you would lose your personal perspective. Yeah. Which is a, a crazy thing for a human to do. Yeah. Like, people have out-of-body experiences basically only when they die or when they're going through sleep paralysis. So, this this would be the equivalent of... Dying. Well, of, <laughs> of becoming mushrooms. So essentially, you go down there, you meet a bunch of myconoids, and you're like, hey, you know what? I want to I want to see what it's like to be in your mind. I want yeah. us to I want us to do this. I want us Look, to I want to paint with all the colors of the wind. Yeah. So you sit down with them. Yeah. They they release their I mean you uh, at this point they already released their telekin their telekin yeah, yeah. telepathic. They're force. like, Okay, we're gonna do it. Are you sure? And you're like, Yeah, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. And as you go there, you your mind blossoms. You see out into the world and all you hear is Somebody wants <laughs> to in the world. Gonna I was gonna say me. you hear the wolf cry to the blue corn moon. No, we know it's all star. <laughs> We, this, I was clearly going for All Star. 
<laughs> I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> In in this world, All Star also is like three people and a, a f- and a fungus. Yeah, and a fungus. Yeah, yeah. Who is? It's unclear whether or not is sentient. <laughs> it could just be a mushroom. It's very still. <laughs> uh, it might just be lazy, though. We don't know. Though, I mean, to be fair, I mean, other, other than the other than the lead singer of Smash Mouth who looks like Guy Fieri, are you sure any of them aren't mushrooms? You're right. I'm not. You you. And you can't those be. Could, the, you know what? Those could be the party boy mushrooms. Ah, oh, the Borg. <laughs> yeah. We we heard Smash Mouth and wanted to join the We were, we were down in our pit and then from from the 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 transmitters we created, we all we heard was I was gonna, I was going to say, well, first they heard, you might as well be walking on the sun. Dun, 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 dun. And they're like, whoa, what is this? And then they came to the surface and heard All-Star because that's how long it took them to get up there. Um, I, I think that came up before Astro Lounge. Yeah, I think so. Did you know I have, I have a best of, uh, of Smash Mouth CD? That does not surprise me in the least, Kevin. <laughs> Their songs are good, like like even outside of, yeah. of you know. Uh, Shrek? <laughs> Even outside of All Star and Walking on the Sun, like and like, I'm a believer, which is a remake of a really good song. Yes, yes, the remake yeah. of the Monkey song. Uh, it, I think the thing is that All Star was just used in everything yeah. from like 1999 to 2003. It's also one of the most iconic music videos of the era, <laughs> where he's just walking around saving people. Well, no, he's walking around, and then that teenage girl puts an L on her forehead. That yes, she does do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, other things happen in that video, but you're right. That one moment yeah. is iconic, if you will. Uh, I think Walking on Sun might be the same CD as All Star. Uh, I feel like it's an earlier release. I think they're both. I think they're both on both on Astro Lounge. Okay, I'll believe you. You have an uh, All Star. You have a Smash Mouth album. I don't. <laughs> why would I? Why I, do, would I, I defer you? to your '90s music expertise, Kevin. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Weir, 90s music expert. <laughs> We're doing a game that takes place in the 90s. I think I should just give our our GM the my, my Smash Mouth Greatest Hits CD. Yeah. <laughs> We're saying my, my character's theme song is Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. My character doesn't have a theme song, but I am making sure all of my favorite 90s music gets on the soundtrack. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's the best way to play this game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, are we done with the myconoids? Yeah, I think so. Let's uh, do, let's do a quick summary of what this world is like. All right, basically, humans develop in the same way. Yep, and it's very dependent on when they come across myconoids. I think I think actually what it would come down to is I think there'd be we would we'd reach the point where people across the world will have very vastly different relationships with the myconoids in their area. Yeah, um, and I think the problem is that us as people here, it's impossible to tell who would interact with them better and who would not. It's kind of down to which individual came across them. It really does. Yeah. It, really, it comes down to that. It comes down to when in that people's like history yeah. that that occurred. Did they have a bad trip? Did they have a bad trip? <laughs> uh, like there's so Was many... it a good trip? Mm. I I I think I think by the way that humans have progressed now, if at least like 20% of those um, meetings went positively for everyone involved, I think we'd reach a point where we'd have, like, now we'd be like, hey, don't be dicks to, to myconoids. Yeah. Uh, no, my grandfather went down there and they made him shit himself. <laughs> they didn't make him do anything. He shit himself. He had a bad trip, okay? <laughs> I do. I, you sweet that, you smoke that sweet Mary J. You've had a bad trip before, haven't you? Not their fault. <laughs> the way that we—that's ma- your fault. The way that we made the myconoids. Also, it's really hard to like treat them as like bad guys. Like, like everything about them would all be um, well. It's imp- st- like like stereotypes and misinformation. Yeah. And, like it's hate- it's literally impossible for them to take anything of worth from humans. Yeah, no, they don't. They we are so separate beings <laughs> yeah. that there is nothing like the like. All they want. It turns out when we're all really different, all we need to do is come together. Yeah, I mean, the the most <laughs> they would want from us is like our entertainment. Yeah, and which we make anyways. Yeah, and we want their pharma- pharmaceutical or their 
their stuff, like their drugs, the, the drugs that which they, they, they make, make anyways, which they make anyways. Yeah, and it would depend on what, what we can get out of the out of those drugs, obviously. Yeah, and then then it would just be humans being dicks all over by being like, "Nah, man, these drugs are super rare." No, they're not. They make them all the time. Yeah, nah, it's three thousand dollars. <laughs> what <laughs> here, pharmaceutical company? I just want you to listen to this. Somebody once told me the world is gonna row me. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is that row me? <laughs> Whatever. You're right. Five dollars. Uh, <laughs> Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. Roll me. I said row me. Yeah. Um, if you like that episode, uh, please leave us a rating review wherever you're listening to our podcast. Uh, if you'd like to tell us what you would hallucinate with a Mykonoid, you can tweet at us. I'm at Mighty Thews. I'm at Sean K. Weir. And together, we're at Third Space Cast. You can send us an email. be thirdspacepodcast at gmail.com. And make sure you check out our website, thirdspacepodcast.com. And check out my uh, my book, Endless Hunger, a cyberpunk fantasy, or All Gods Fall Season 1 is now complete. All five parts are out. The latest part, Boris Vale, came out two days ago and if you don't read it within the month it's going to disappear forever yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> i mean everything everything was a podcast it's a so lie ma- so why so not ma- make sure you buy it and get rev- it now give a review review <laughs> that story yeah, please review it what's good i'm getting sales with a review but like give me a review <laughs> tell me if you like it or not <laughs> we're not asking for much just some words just a word my theme song is Balrog Boogie by the Evil Swing Orchestra. You could just write good. Join us next week in the third space where Kevin and I wake you up after nailing all the furniture to your roof. Gravity is different now. Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. 